Hi, you're listening to God, Ghosts, and Government, a weekly conversation with Senator Kim Jackson, where she'll reflect on her journey as an Episcopal priest, farmer, first-time state legislator, and much more. I'm your host, Sharitha J, and I'm honored to share this space with you. Let's begin. All right, we are getting into another session of God, Goats, and Government. It is week three of Senator Kim Jackson being in session here in Georgia. How are you feeling? Yeah, now, Sharitha, I got to be honest, I'm feeling a little tired, uh, but I'm gonna, that's what the weekends are for, right? I'm going to get some rest. <laughs> good, good. You said that you're tired, and I definitely get that. Give us some insight on what what has you, you know, needing a little rest. Sure. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because if you looked at, if you actually watched our session, you would say, oh, wow, they don't do anything. Because um, we start at 10 o'clock in the morning, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. And there's a preacher of the day usually. And, um, you know, a lot of people make some independent speeches about what's going on in the world and then we're out. So oftentimes, you know, I'm off the floor by 11, 11.30 at the latest. And uh, so I think to the outside, it looks like we're not doing anything. <laughs> but actuality, you know, when I leave the office, there's all kinds of meetings and conversations with people trying to uh, figure out who can sponsor what bill and who can help make things happen and getting things vetted from outside organizations to support you. And so um, it's a lot that's happening, um, despite what it seems like. It looks like I just clock in at 10 a.m. and I clock out at 11.30, but that's not how that's working actually in real life. A busy week indeed. So I noticed that you guys are getting into committees. And this week, what do we have? The agriculture and... Public safety. Yeah, yeah and public safety committees. Break it down, because I, I, I know that you have a role with that. Yeah, so I'm on those two committees. Um, I'm also on a few other ones, Department of Natural Resources and uh, Government Oversight. And so what happens is when people introduce legislation, those, those bills go to a committee to be heard. And so every morning when a bill is introduced, the lieutenant governor assigns a, um, that particular bill to the committee. Um, so if it has anything to do with agriculture and consumer, because it's uh, the, the committee is called Agriculture and Consumer Affairs. So if it has anything to do with those two things, that bill comes to us and we talk about it. We might have hearings where we invite people who are experts on the topic and concerned citizens uh, to talk about those issues. And then ultimately we, we vote on whether or not we want to forward that bill. So, um, you know, for instance, let's say that somebody, let's just use something completely random and not ever likely to happen. Let's say somebody submitted a bill saying that they wanted to regulate people having goats on their property and you know they want to limit it to only people who have at least 10 acres that's actually a zoning issue that probably should go through a local ordinance but let's say somebody did introduce that bill um, that would come to the agriculture committee and uh, the chair of the agriculture committee he he could decide um, to have us talk about it. He could also decide for us to just not talk about it ever, which means it won't go anywhere and it just dies. But if he calls it for us to have a discussion, then we'll probably listen to goat farmers who are experts and talk about like why they feel like goats can live on less than 10 acres. And um, and then ultimately the, the committee will vote to whether or not we want to pass it out of committee. 
Sometimes we'll make amendments, sometimes we won't. And after that happens, then that's when it can come to the whole body, right? To all 56 of us, for us to have conversations about it on the floor and uh, decide if we want to pass it. So that's what the committee process is like. Um, you know, this week, it was really just about meeting the commissioner of uh, agriculture and for public safety. It was really like, I don't know, 30 minutes of um, here are the police officers and state troopers and they've been working so hard. So it's kind of weird, like rah, 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 policing thing. Um, it was strange, but <laughs> we will start working on bills soon. That is great information to have. I actually um, have a question here from one of our listeners. So the question is, how would you describe your approach to public safety, safeguarding people from potential threats and dangers? Yeah, so I think I have a fairly progressive view around issues of public safety. Uh, one is that I do believe that communities, um, by and large, should have an opportunity to, to police themselves. And um, when communities are given that opportunity, I think that we are ultimately all safer. But I also um, recognize that there's some real important statistics for us to pay attention to around, particularly when it comes to state patrol. The facts are that the fewer state patrol officers we have on the streets, um, particularly on our highways, the more fatalities we have. The more officers we have on our highways that essentially, I mean, we all do it, right? You see an officer sitting on the side of the road and you slow down, right? The more officers we have sitting on the side of the road, the slower people go and the safer we are um, in terms of highway traffic. And so and that's something I, I can't ignore, that kind of statistic and that reality. Um, but, you know, ultimately, my, my responsibility is to make sure that Georgia citizens are safe. And I do believe that we can do that through um community-wise. And also, it's important to know, like, public safety is not just about police. It's not just about policing. It's also about EMTs and firefighters. And that's one of the reasons why I got on the committee, because I was an EMT for for a few years. And um, that, I mean, you know, truth be told, it's, it's the firefighters and the EMTs who are the real heroes of Georgia, right? When those lights and sirens, they show up when people need you most. Um, and it's literally life or death when people show up um, who are wearing that firefighter, that EMT badge. And so um, I'm very much interested in making sure that our firefighters and EMTs are well taken care of so that we can keep them. Um, I wanna make sure that we provide salaries that these folks need in order to live. Currently, we have some of the lowest salaries for medics in, in the entire nation. And so we have a hard time keeping medics because they're so underpaid, yet their role in our society is so important to our own public safety. Just echoing what you're saying here, I'm, I'm checking out um, the information available at um, your on your social media at Kim for Georgia, um, just seeing that some of the key topics for public safety, you know, it covers, you know, motor vehicle safety to, you know, fireworks. So I can see you guys are touching on a, a lot of areas there. And so uh, for those of you who are interested um, follow up with um, Kim's social media at Kim for Georgia, and you can see uh, more information dealing with the committees and the roles and their the, the history behind the Agricultural Committee and the Public Safety Committee and the duties that go along with that. Thank you for listening to God, Goats, and Government. We love to connect with you. So please follow us at Kim for Georgia for updates. Again, that's at Kim for Georgia on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.
So Kim, now you're you're giving us the the rundown. Um, you know, this is week three for you, and we open up the conversation with acknowledging that, you know, it is the beginning of you being in session. So I would like to know, what are you doing outside of you know catching a nap here and there? What are you doing for self care? Yeah, well, you know, a part of the reason why I live with goats in my life is because they help give me life, right? And so I think last week we talked about I had a sick goat that I was bottle feeding and, um, you know, now they're all healthy and they're frolicking around. And um, sometimes I just stand outside or I'll even look out the window like it's been cold here lately, right? And just watch them dance. And that gives me some joy. And uh, I think Sometimes that's what I, when I come home, I think I need a little joy in my life because things, things at the Capitol are a little hard, they're a little tense right now. And so they've been a source of joy. Um, and I also, you know, this has been a, a surprise for me. I've had to reach out to my friends uh, to let them know that I still wanted them to be a part of my life, that I, I, I still want the text messages. You know how like you got girlfriends that you just text with. And um, so a lot of this week, I've actually spent initiating text messages like, hey, yes, it's true. I'm busy. But part of how I care well for myself is to have my village with me. And it is to get these random text messages from my sister talking about, girl, did you see that this happened on TV? You know, <laughs> um, so that's a part of my self-care, too. That's beautiful. I mean, laughter is is free. And so I try to get as much of it as possible. And it, it is also a part of uh, my personal path to liberation. If I if I can't laugh, you know, then I, I know some something something's up. So I appreciate that you're re- not only are you making space for it, but you're also doing so by reaching out and saying, hey, Let's let's keep cultivating these relationships because they're important. I mean, I fundamentally believe that it is our friends, it is our family who help sustain us and allow us to survive. And so I'm like, these people at the Capitol, they are not my friends. They are not my family. I need you all. And uh, folks have stepped up in beautiful ways. And and so I'm really grateful for that. And I do think it it makes us safer. It moves us closer to, towards liberation. I think that's exactly right, Sharifa. You know, when I talk about liberation, I, I think about um, music is like another another form of my my personal self care. Like I I need it. Um, it it is to me it's it's an organic form. I can just turn it on and go. I can listen wherever I am. Is there any particular music or songs that are helping you through this time? Yeah, it's so funny that you asked that because this morning, so so yesterday um, at the Capitol, it was a rough day for me. It was difficult, I think, um, figuring out the politics of interpersonal relationships at the Capitol are complicated and the politics of, of different caucuses and delegations and all those things, it's complicated. And so yesterday was a hard, was a hard day for me. And I was still kind of carrying the weight of that uh, this morning when I arrived in the, in the parking garage. And uh, I don't do this very often, but the song, you know, um, morning by morning, new mercies we see, it's a hymn, right? Great is thy faithfulness, great, right? Um, That just came into my spirit and I'm not really a public singer and I looked around like the, the parking deck was pretty empty anyway. And so I just like 
sung just a little bit of it, um, you know, and, and it's actually really great. The acoustics in the parking garage are amazing. And so it just, the echoes kind of surrounded me and really did, I think, help ground me and bring me to this place of like morning by morning, like this is a new morning, it's a new day. Yesterday was rough, like, but today is a new day. I'm not carrying that stuff with me into this new day. Like we're starting new because God's mercies have been renewed. And um, so that music just kind of stirred up in my soul. But, you know, generally speaking, I mean, gospel is my go-to. Like that's, I was raised um, listening to gospel music. I know a lot of gospel music. Um, and so in those times where I need a pick-me-up um, or just when I want to celebrate, gospel music and, and old sacred hymns like that have, have really sustained me. Well, I, I wish we had a uh, live recording of you singing <laughs> in the parking garage. <laughs> not not likely to happen, but um, yeah, it was just a, it was a beautiful moment and it was a prayerful moment for me. And, and I, I just want to say, I've had so many former legislators and current legislators who've, who've said over and over again, you know, Kim, you got to stay prayed up in this space. You just got to stay prayed up. And I haven't always known, and I think I'm still learning, you know, we're three weeks in, but really only eight days in session. I'm still learning what that means. Um, but this morning I, I was clear that that song was me getting prayed up as I walked into that space. I mean, that really sounds very intentional and I'm glad that you're making I'm glad that you're making space for prayer and understanding is that action that will help ground you in this process because it's pretty early on. Um, and so what are what what can we look for from you in the upcoming week? Oh my gosh. So I'm actually super excited about next week because I will drop my first bill ever. Like it's kind of amazing to me. Um and so I'm like, I'm super excited about it. There are a couple of things that I'm going to drop two bills next week. Um, the first one is about making sure that people who have become um, victims of stalking um, are able to move. Um, so, you know, here's the thing, you know, if somebody is stalking you, you can get a temporary protective order. You can get a restraining order against them, um, but they still probably know where you live. And um, that place where you live can still feel not safe. And so we have a law right now that allows victims of domestic violence to get out of their leases in the event of um, a domestic violence altercation. And I'm just simply inviting the delegation, the entire you know General Assembly to add stalking to that so that victims of stalking can also get out of their leases in the event of stalking. Um, so that's the first bill. And then the second bill that I'm releasing um, is all in response to the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests that you and I um, were witness to and present for this summer. And it's calling for a ban on the use of rubber bullets and bean bags at protests so that protesters um, no longer have to worry about standing in a crowd of people, women, children, and police officers opening fire with these, you know, high powered, fast moving rubber bullets and bean bags that bruise people. It takes people's eyes out, right? Like they can be incredibly harmful. It's less lethal, doesn't kill people, but it can be incredibly maiming. To, towards people who are simply exercising their First Amendment rights, right? So that's the second bill that I'll be dropping this week. 
that's absolutely exciting. Like I, I want us to get some of those like air horn, air horns, like the pew, 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 pew. (laughs) (laughs) So we can really hype this up because it, I mean, that is really exciting for you to drop your first bill. And I know we talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, but to see and hear that you are getting the, the ball rolling, uh, in a sense, and that this is something coming up soon. I'm really excited to explore what that looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, am too. And I'm really looking forward to kind of walking everybody through that process of like what happens to my bill after I introduce it. Does it get, what committee does it get placed in? Does it get a hearing? You know, um, I'm looking forward to us all kind of learning uh, together about how these bills are going to be handled. And um, I mean, who knows? Like I'm a Democrat and a majority Republican body. So who knows if it'll get through, but it's exciting to, to be about the journey and to raise awareness about these issues that do face our state. Fantastic. We can't wait to hear about it. Well, this concludes another session of God, Goats, and Government. Senator Kim Jackson, it is always such a joy to sit down and have this moment and time to reflect with you. So thank you for offering up yourself and sharing your thoughts with us. Well, absolutely. Thanks so much for being a great uh, host and interviewer, Sharitha. It's always great to be able to be on this journey with you and to share this uh, story, this, this real journey with, with all of our listeners as well.